Now that Baker Mayfield is a Carolina Panther, it doesn't do much to change the fact that Jameis Winston is still the second best quarterback in the NFC South. We got all that and a little bit of land yap for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints. Part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that we're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. You can find me on USA Today's Saints Wire, Tuesdays on Locked On NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked On Saints. And on today's episode, Baker Mayfield is now a quarterback in the NFC South after being traded to the Carolina Panthers. What does that mean for the New Orleans Saints? How does that impact Jameis Winston standing within the division? And why the New Orleans Saints, because of Jameis Winston standing within the division, could walk away with multiple end-of-year awards if all goes very, very well in 2022. But I want to start off with all of the reasons that Jameis Winston is still the best quarterback, or sorry, the second best quarterback in the NFC South. Now, some people have already started to mention that, hey, maybe Jameis is the best quarterback in the NFC South, but we have to wait to see what Tom Brady looks like. Is it one year too many for Tom Brady? All of that. But regardless, even if you just look at over the course of career standing, the guy has won more playoff games than other than all other NFL or NFC South quarterbacks have even participated in combined. So there's just no real conversation there. Tom Brady's the number one quarterback in the division as of right now. We'll see how it all plays out in practice over the 2022 season. Uh, the, the advantage that Jameis Winston has over Tom Brady is that Jameis Winston doesn't have to play against the New Orleans Saints defense, which has taken a career passer in Tom Brady who has a 1.5 career interception percentage and bolstered that up to nearly a 5% interception percentage over the last four games, regular season games, that the two uh, that Tom Brady has met that New Orleans Saints defense. So that helps Jameis Winston out a lot. But even with the addition of Baker Mayfield in the division, you still end up in a situation here to where Jameis Winston is the number two quarterback in the NFC South. I broke down not too long ago why I believe that Jameis Winston is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield when some folks were talking about how great a move it would be for the Saints to trade for Baker Mayfield to have him take over as a starter for Jameis Winston. Now, a lot of those people were also making assumptions that Jameis Winston wouldn't be ready for the beginning of the season and that Andy Dalton would be the starter. Just a lot of uneducated sort of assumptions at that point. Now we've seen Jameis Winston without the brace. He continues to get a lot of work in with Will Lutz. Go check his Instagram, all that. So there's just a lot of different reasons now for that to no longer be the case. But even in the conversation as a whole of Baker Mayfield versus Jameis Winston, I still think Jameis Winston is the better quarterback, even if you just want to talk about upside here. I mean, talk about arm strain, talk about what his ability to be in terms of what he could do downfield. Again, the second highest uh, big throw percentage in 2021, despite the fact that he wasn't really asked to throw that many passes. So the quality of passes, which is something that a lot of people tend to gloss over when they say, yeah, well, Jameis was successful in 2021 because Sean Payton didn't have him throw a lot of passes. The Saints were 30th in the NFL in terms of passing attempts. Yeah, I get that. But when you look at the quality of passes, he was still throwing the ball downfield and he was still throwing into tight windows. He was still making those big time throws. 
Now, his aggressive throw percentage did come down, but that part is a good thing in terms of throwing into the tight windows when there are defensive backs within a yard of the receiver, but there are still tight windows that take place with a little bit more separation than that. And the Saints were able to take advantage of those moments with Jameis Winston. So I think that when you look at Jameis's 14 to three touchdown to interception ratio, I think that tells you a lot more about what Jameis will look like going into 2022, although trying to take year over year production and transpose it to the next year isn't always obviously the best way to go about your evaluation. But even when you look at the intangibles, as opposed to just what has happened on the field, you know, we talked about the upside, we talked about the scheme and the way that that benefits Jameis Winston in this division and as a fit within the system and what the system was able to do for him last year and what that should do for him over the course of a 17 game span. Yes, he's going to throw more than three interceptions in 2022, but that's what happens when you play more than six games. That's okay. Is he also throwing more than 14 touchdowns over the course of the first six games? If so, you feel really good about what you got with Jameis Winston, especially with the weapons that are all around him. Baker Mayfield, on the other hand, we want to talk about the intangibles. What was it that ended up happening with Baker Mayfield here? The Cleveland Browns ended up replacing him with a guy that they thought probably wouldn't even play in 2022. And that's no slight on Baker Mayfield. Everyone knows I'm a Baker Mayfield fan. I'm excited for him to get another opportunity. But to say that he's better than Jameis Winston, eh, that's just simply playing favorites at that point. I mean, Jameis, when you look at leadership, when you look at the fact that everybody that has ever come around him, he's always the favorite, uh, the favorite, the favorite player in the room, the favorite person in the room. I mean, you look at him from a leadership standpoint, and I have the great, you know, privilege of being able to see him and his practice ethic, see him on the field, see him and in his interactions with players and things like that away from games. And so, obviously, like there's a little bit of specificity there that not the general public would get the opportunity to see in terms of a general consensus around this conversation. But as someone who has seen that and will continue to see that, that makes a big difference for me in terms of how you highlight these quarterbacks. Baker, as I mentioned over on uh, Locked in NFL, I picked him as one of my like top five quarterbacks in the NFL based on vibes only. I mean, he's got you know a whole bunch of stuff going for him there, but he's not going to be somebody that you're going to bring into the system and make better than Jameis Winston, especially when you look at what the Saints have been able to do in terms of building around Jameis Winston. You want to know how much faith this team has in Jameis. Getting Michael Thomas back was going to happen one way or another, but the addition of Jarvis Landry tells you that the Saints do believe they can still be effective with Jameis Winston in the short and intermediate realm. The fact that they're working on this contract extension with Deontay Hardy, which is not progressing extremely well or extremely quickly, but they're still working on it. And they went and did everything that they could to go out and make sure that they walked out of the NFL draft this year with Chris Olave, who both can impact in terms of uh, deep threats, Dejon Dixon, another one that can impact as a deep threat. These guys that are able to push the ball downfield, you're opening up this New Orleans Saints system to cater specifically to Jameis Winston, not building a, a car that some other quarterback might be able to drive next year. You're building to Jameis Winston's specifications effectively. You're building to maximize what he can do. Jameis Winston is the better quarterback be between Jameis and Baker Mayfield. And I understand everyone's going to say, well, Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions in a season and all this other stuff. But we have to also acknowledge the trend there with Bruce Arians and his first year with quarterbacks. Typically, I think with every exception except for Tom Brady and maybe one other quarterback, every other quarterback has thrown their career high in interceptions in their first year with Bruce Arians. And honestly, Tom Brady was on his way to doing it 
until Tom Brady took over the offense effectively and said, all right, we're not doing it your way anymore, Bruce. We're doing this my way, which was the smartest thing Tom Brady could have done because that's how Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win a Super Bowl that year. So we have to also, if we're going to acknowledge the 30 interceptions, we have to acknowledge the 5,000 yards, the 30 touchdowns, the Bruce Arians factor of all of this, the injuries at the end, how he turned um, Brashad Perryman into, you know, almost a, a pro bowler, right? <laughs> in terms of his production, over a hundred yards in three straight games. Like there's a whole lot to look at here. You have never watched Baker Mayfield maximize talent, right? You've seen Baker Mayfield aided by talent with Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, but we've not seen him take somebody and elevate them to another landscape, like what Jameis Winston was able to do with Brashard Perryman. So And even in terms of what he was able to do with the guys that he worked with last year, the fact that this team was had a winning record or beyond a winning record, they were basically five and two with him with the wide receiver core that they had around him. He didn't hurt them. He didn't put them in a situation to where they were worse. He helped make that team a winning team. We haven't seen that from Baker Mayfield. And I don't think that we're going to see that despite the fact that I do think Baker Mayfield is an upgrade over Sam Darnold. I don't know that you're necessarily going to see the same type of effect with these wide receivers in this offense that the Carolina Panthers have, but he could be aided by guys like DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, maybe Robbie Anderson. We'll see what happens with all of that. That is for certain. So as we look at and beyond is, you know, Jameis Winston, the number two quarterback in the NFC South. Yes. Even with Baker Mayfield being present, we should also acknowledge what the Baker Mayfield trade does in terms of the impact on the New Orleans Saints in 2022, because they'll no longer see Sam Darnold twice a year. Now they'll see Baker Mayfield twice a year. Is that better or worse? for New Orleans. I'll tell you why. It's pretty much the same. It's pretty much the same, but we're going to break it down and we'll get a little bit more into it so you know what to look for going into 2022. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Before we get there, I want to tell you about our friends over at Built Bar, Built.com, the best tasting protein bars on the market. You can get them right there at that website. And right now, Coconut Brownie Chunk is back. It seems to be everyone's favorite. You not only have to beat out all of the people that are going to be rushing to the website to get it, you're going to have to beat out all of the Locked On NFL hosts as well because they're nuts about these built Bars, these particular ones, the Coconut Brownie uh, Chunk Bars. Everyone absolutely loves them. So get over to the website today because they're going to go fast. They're going to go quickly and they are delicious. You don't want to miss them, especially if you're a coconut lover. That Coconut Brownie Chunk built Bar, so, so, so good. If you're not a coconut fan, there's still something for you across that entire website. You like fruit and chocolate, they got you covered. You like sweet uh, sweet flavors like mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, uh, uh, salted caramel, house cookies and cream sound, they they have all of that. And those are all protein bars covered in 100% chocolate, really outstanding, low in sugar, low in calories, low in carbs, high in protein, high in fiber, exactly what you need to get through your day. So go and check them out. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Don't forget to use the numerals. Uh, over at built.com. That's promo code LOCK15, 15% off at built.com. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Want to give a quick shout out to, uh, th- this is really cool. I'm very excited to show this. These are going to go up on the wall. You're going to see these if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, these are going up on the wall here uh later on this week how cool is that it's a big locked on saints woodwork there make sure you go and check out jlwoodwork.com for all of that i'll give a more proper shout out when things are are up on the wall and you can see them in their full glory but really really cool very excited to get that up um once again jlwoodwork.com go and check them out all right so we are now 
Uh, moving into a new landscape here in terms of the NFC South, the quarterbacks have been a huge, huge focus in this division. Tom Brady retired. 40 days later, he unretired. The Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers all go after Deshaun Watson. None of them get him. Jameis Winston's back in New Orleans for the way it should have been from the very beginning. Um, Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons, they ruin their relationship with the best player in their franchise's history. They have to trade him away for you know a, a peanut salad to the Indianapolis Colts, maybe some shrimp cocktail if they got lucky. Then uh, you know they bring in uh, Matt, uh, Marcus Mariota, they draft Desmond Ritter, all that. You saw a little bit of movement, a little bit going on with the Carolina Panthers, lots of rumors around. I mean, they were really in on Deshaun Watson for like two years and didn't end up landing him. So they were, were they going to move ahead with Sam Darnold or not? They draft Matt Corral. Now they bring in Baker Mayfield. And now Baker Mayfield changes a little bit in terms of how the New Orleans Saints are going to be playing against that Carolina Panthers team in 2022, but it doesn't have a huge effect. And one of the big things, one of the big reasons why is interception percentage, right? Both Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold are pretty turnover-prone guys when it comes to interceptions. Sam Darnold with a 3.2 career interception percentage, but they didn't get much better with Baker Mayfield, who sits so far in his career with a 2.9. And arguably, Baker had better receiving cores at his disposal than Sam Darnold had throughout his career with the New York Jets and even last year with the Carolina Panthers. I would take Odo Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry over just about any uh, combination of wide receivers aside from what the New Orleans Saints have right now. Of course, the Saints could also just add Odo Beckham Jr. to their current current stock if they wanted to. Uh, but, and I know what you're thinking, hey, well, what was Jameis Winston's? Jameis's was right around, before getting to New Orleans, Jameis's was right around where Sam Donald was. 3.2 in Sam Donald's career, 3.3 in Jameis Winston's career, 3.5% with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So not much difference there between those two quarterbacks, but in New Orleans, Jameis Winston's interception percentage has dropped to 1.7 with a career low 1.9 in last year's season during over the course of uh, those seven games that he was present and able to play. So with all of that, the way that this really ends up impacting the New Orleans Saints is that the Carolina Panthers simply have a better, I think they have a better personality at quarterback now. Uh, Sam Darnold, does not feel to me like a leader. He never really has. He doesn't feel to me like somebody that can command a room. He doesn't feel to me like somebody that can, you know, really inspire players to go out there and do some heavy lifting in order to help to overcome some of his own flaws, but also be able to operate as a team. Baker Mayfield has a little bit more of that leadership to me than Sam Darnold has. So I think on like the the tier of leadership, I think there's the Jameis Winston leadership that's up top. And then Baker Mayfield is is below that with Sam Darnold well below that. And I think, you know, obviously a guy like Drew Brees is right over the top of all those guys, but just between those three quarterbacks. So I think that with um, uh, Baker Mayfield coming in, I think you're going to get better leadership. You're going to get a little bit more buy-in uh, for the Carolina Panthers. I don't, you know, Matt Rule doesn't seem like a coach that generates a lot of buy-in either, at least not publicly. And so I, I think Baker Mayfield helps to have a difference there in terms of having more of a legitimate leader not as good as the ones that are maybe elsewhere within the division, but having a little bit more of a legitimate leader at the helm, which I think is a good thing for the Carolina Panthers. And I do think that Baker Mayfield is an upgrade over Sam Darnold. Hard not to be, right? I mean, Sam Darnold has never led a winning season, right? Any team that Sam Darnold has started for has never had a winning season throughout his career so far. That includes New York Jets. And then there was expected to be sort of maybe this career revitalization then once you got him away from Adam Gase and once you got him into a different place, and that rhymed, uh, and then when you got him to Carolina, he just simply couldn't keep pace. There we go. I had to, I, I closed the circle there. 
So I think that when it comes to what Baker Mayfield really, really gives the Carolina Panthers, it's the edge on the attitude side. But on the play side, you're still looking at a quarterback that runs away from pressure when it's not really there. You're still looking at a quarterback that wants to be able to play a little bit too much hero ball. And you're still looking at a quarterback that has a high turnover percentage. And I think that all of that works in the New Orleans Saints favor. You also look at things like sack percentage as well, um, you know, for for kind of uh, comparison's sake, you've got uh, um, Jameis Winston with a 6.3 sack percentage over the course of his career, 7% sack percentage with the New Orleans Saints. So that actually ended up going up for him during his time in New Orleans. But of course, you consider all of the, you consider, first of all, that 2020 game that he came in halfway through, right, with San Francisco to where it was like, just don't turn over the ball, hold on to it, take the sacks, all that. And then you also take into consideration the injuries on the offensive line early on in the year, but not far behind him at 6.5% would be um, would be Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield being sacked 134 times so far in his career. Yikes, he's taken a beating. He was sacked 43 times last year in Cleveland. And Cleveland's got a pretty good offensive line. And we've broken down the offensive lines in the division uh, in the NFC South. And Carolina was maybe second at best, maybe even. I'm sorry, not second at best, but like second worst at best. So third at best maybe even fourth, depending upon maybe the growth of like a Jalen Mayfield in, um, in Atlanta, which don't count on that. But I, I, I just have a hard time seeing the way that maybe this move changes the tide for the Carolina Panthers, particularly against the New Orleans Saints defense. And with Matt Rule's offense, Ben McAdoo being the guy who had some like treacherous things to say about Baker Mayfield during Baker Mayfield's draft process, ranking him below guys like Mason Rudolph and Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold. So <laughs> I don't know how that relationship's going to really work in terms of what ba- what Ben McAdoo trusts Baker Mayfield to be able to do. But I think all of that kind of nets you maybe just a slight net positive for the New Orleans Saints defense based on uh, what you can get out of a Baker Mayfield, right? In terms of your ability to get pressure on him, your ability to get him off base, to get him off balance, to get him to maybe take some risks and turn those into turnovers, especially with what might even be an improved secondary for the New Orleans Saints in 2022. So that's the way I expect the New Orleans Saints to be impacted by uh, Baker Mayfield now being in the division. We broke down why Jameis Winston is still the second best quarterback in the division, particularly with the now scheme fit and support of a system that supports him in New Orleans. And that system could potentially support him to an end of year award like comeback player of the year. But if he wins that award, he might not be the only New Orleans Saint to walk away with an end of year award. How Jameis's performance in 2022 impacts not only his chances, but two receivers as well. We'll break that down as we continue on to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Let's get it, Huda Nation. Wrap it up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Big thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. I know the upload schedule is a little weird this week and all that, but I appreciate your patience with everything. Um, so want to wrap up today's episode talking about, you know, we, we've broken down kind of the excitement around the New Orleans Saints over the course of this week, and that's sort of been our theme throughout the week. We have a little bit more excitement now that Demario Davis has been named the number six inside linebacker in the NFL. We'll break that down tomorrow as well as the these you know the the Will Lutz and Winston workouts, the uh, Michael Thomas and Chris Olave workouts. We'll break all of that down tomorrow in terms of the clear team excitement 
is where I wanted to wrap this up. So we'll do that tomorrow. But today I want to focus on kind of the end of year awards and how the excitement could potentially carry all the way through into postseason, postseason awards and all that. I, I still think that the New Orleans Saints have everything that they need to be a playoff team in 2022. It's all going to come down to what looks really good on paper, being this roster, gelling, finding chemistry, and being able to execute on the field and how the coaching staff and its changes impact this team's ability to be successful during the season. I don't, unlike some other people, I don't put it fully on Jameis Winston. I put it on the leadership of the coaches. I put it on the ability of the entire roster. And that's the way you should be looking at every NFL team across the NFL is how is that team going to be able to execute? But the one thing that I will put on Jameis Winston is A, his individual success and the potential success of a couple of very talented wide receivers that he now has at his disposal, because those names could potentially be called during the ESPYs based upon Jameis Winston's performance in 2022. Now, this isn't to say that if these guys don't win uh, end-of-year awards that Jameis did a bad job. That's not what I'm saying. But things are tied together. So um, ES, oh, sorry, CBS Sports HQ, we had our friend Emery Hunt on. He'll be coming back through here in a couple of weeks. But we had him on not too long ago. He talked about you know how his, his high expectations for Jameis, all of that. But one of the things that CBS Sports HQ also just put out was another analyst there talking about Jameis Winston as the comeback player of the year for sure for uh for the NFL and saying he's he's putting his money on Jameis there. And right now he is the odds on favorite over with Bet Online, but he's not the only odds, he's not the only one with high odds on the New Orleans Saints for that award. Michael Thomas isn't far behind him. But the big thing here that I want to consider is let's just let's let's do it this way, right? Like what does Jameis Winston have to do to become comeback player of the year in 2022? And I don't think it's too terribly much, right? You have a 65 plus percent completion percentage. That would be great. Over 4,000 passing yards, 35 or more touchdowns, less than 20 interceptions. And I think that puts you in the conversation. Now, if you get into a place where you're going over 5,000 passing yards, which isn't, which isn't like crazy to think of considering that this New Orleans Saints offense wants to pass the ball, the weapons that he has around him, the fact that he's thrown, you know, let's really quickly, let's acknowledge the 30 interception season. But despite throwing 30 interceptions in a season, he also threw for 5,000 yards. That doesn't happen very often. And so when you have that type of production that you know Jameis Winston can cook up, and then you're able to put that together with maybe somewhere between 20 to 25 interceptions, even just like Drew Brees did many, many years ago, and he was considered a potential MVP that season, then I think and with the 17th game on top of that, then I think you're probably in another conversation. You're not just in that comeback player of the year conversation, especially if your team's got a winning record or potentially wins the division, which is something we can't rule out for this team, considering how well they performed against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. So if that happens, then I think you're in a different conversation. But in either of those situations, what has to happen for Jameis Winston to be able to put up that production? The wide receivers have to see some production as well. Is it really that crazy to assume that if Jameis Winston throws for over 4,000 yards, let's say 4,400 something yards, that Chris Olave has over 1,000 of those yards? Is that crazy to say? Maybe, maybe. But if that were to happen, Jameis Winston's success and what would be a potential comeback player of the year uh, performance could also end up giving Chris Olave the performance that he needs to become offensive rookie of the year, or at least be in that running, depending upon how this quarterback class performs, if they get opportunities in 2022, particularly Kenny Pickett will be the one to watch. So if that ends up happening and Jameis Winston has that big season that we all kind of 
expect that he can have. And again, if the entire roster gels and things work out and the play calling's on point and coaching staff is getting it done, all that, then all of a sudden, not just Jameis Winston's performance gets elevated, so too could Chris Olave's. And beyond that, let's say Jameis Winston does have some ridiculous year of 5,000 yards, which don't hang your hat on it, right? Don't, don't go start putting money down on that or anything like that. Jameis could step into the MVP conversation, which then opens the door for Michael Thomas, who, again, if Jameis is producing like that, then you know Michael Thomas's numbers are up there. He could potentially move into the comeback player of the year award. And if you have two very good receiving years, both from Chris Olave and Michael Thomas in that situation, that means that Jameis is having a good year. And all of a sudden you have two players that are in conversation for comeback player of the year, one potentially being in conversation for MVP because he's a quarterback. And let's face it, MVP is a quarterback award. Jonathan Taylor should have won it. He didn't, right? It's a quarterback award. And then you have the Offensive Rookie of the Year award where Bet Online right now has Chris Olave tied for second best when it comes to odds at plus 900, nine to one. So is it so crazy to say that if Jameis Winston goes nuts in 2022, I'm not here to say that he is or that he isn't. I'm just saying he has the weapons available to do it. And he has a very, very good play caller who might be a little bit of a silent assassin and Pete Carmichael. If Jameis Winston has that big season, though, is it so crazy to assume that because of that, guys like Michael Thomas and Chris Olave also end up in those end of year award conversations and the New Orleans Saints could potentially walk away with multiple end of year awards just like they did back in 2017? I certainly don't think so. Again, it all comes down to the roster gelling. It all comes down to the coaching. It all comes down to all of that being tip top pinpoint doing what you got to do. Winning the division even helps with that, right? Because we know that MVP doesn't just take into account individual performance. Unfortunately, they also take into account team performance and record and all that other stuff, even though they want to tell you that they don't. But all of that ends up impacting those opportunities for the end of the season. And it's not just on Jameis Winston, or it's not just Jameis Winston who could walk away with that end of year award. It could be guys like Michael Thomas and Chris Olave as well. So reason to be excited about the New Orleans Saints 2022 season continue to pile up. Now we're seeing the player excitement. That's what I want to break down in tomorrow's episode. Um, uh, DeMario Davis also gets ranked as the sixth best linebacker in the NFL. I think that might actually be a little bit too low, but we'll break down why and we'll talk about and break down all of that player excitement that we're seeing from the New Orleans Saints players as well in tomorrow's episode. I appreciate you as always for coming through. And make it Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. For your second listen, make sure you go and check out Locked on NFL. Get everything you need around the league in less than 30 minutes. Don't forget to check out Locked on Pelicans as well. Jake Madison and Antonio Daniels today breaking it all down with everything you need to know about the Pelicans, Zion Williamson, and what to expect moving forward for this very exciting New Orleans sports season. Very, very excited for everything going on around in the city. I appreciate you as always for making us uh, or for making me a part of your day, making me a part of your routine. I'll see you tomorrow. If you see me, say hi. And for everything else you need in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. And trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.